listening to Birthplace of Next, the podcast where city officials discuss the latest news and developments in Dayton that continue to make it a livable, sustainable, and innovative community. I'm Tyler Hall with the Office of Communications and Public Affairs, and with me today is Roshan Winburn from the city's Human Relations Council. He serves as the director of the Greater Dayton Minority Business Assistance Center, or MBAC, and today he's going to provide an overview of the Human Relations Council and MBAC. So welcome to the show, Roshan. We appreciate you having you on today. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Great, great. Um, so some of our listeners might not be familiar with the work of the Human Relations Council, or HRC as you all call it and how we call it around here uh, at the city. So can you just give a brief overview of what the HRC does um, and what your role is specifically there? Sure, sure. In a nutshell, the uh, Human Relations Council is responsible for um, ensuring uh, and promoting um, equal access to opportunities and fairness in the community. Um, so we report directly to the City Commission and um, we cover topics that deal with civil rights, um, that deals with community relations, specifically as it relates to police in the community, um, and then we also deal with uh, some of the immigrant-friendly policies uh, for the city through the Welcome Dayton program. And then there's business and technical assistance, which is the program that I work in, uh, where we do contract compliance. Uh, we're setting diversity and inclusion goals for projects uh, that, that have public uh, dollars being spent. Um, we are making sure that subcontractors and prime contractors are adhering to the terms of those contracts to include um, timely payments, um, utilization of the subcontractors, as well as worker utilization as well. Um, and then we also provide uh, the city's affirmative action uh, program. Okay. So we are making sure that companies are in compliance with that. Mm -hmm. um, we do the local certification program for small minority and women-owned businesses. Okay. And then there's the Minority Business Assistance Center, which provides uh, technical assistance uh, to companies that are looking to build their capacity to be able to compete and complete uh, projects for the city of Dayton and some of the other entities in our in our uh, region. Okay, so MBAC is, it stretches beyond just even the borders of the, the city limits. It's, it's a regional uh, effort, it sounds Correct. like. Correct. Um, the program itself is a component of the state's Development Services Agency. Gotcha. The City of Dayton Human Relations Council is a recipient of a grant from that program mm -hmm. um, to cover, um, again, those the technical assistance and counseling services uh, to 12 counties in southwestern and western Ohio. Okay. Um, we go all the way over to the Indiana border, uh, as far north as almost to Lima. Oh, wow. um, we go down as south to the Middletown um, uh, Mason uh, area down in that that area um, and then we go over east as far as Springfield okay wow so you've got a lot of potentially a lot of different clients from a lot of different areas even just within those few several counties that absolutely, are there absolutely well that's great and I'm sure it keeps you busy as as the director you're the director right of Correct. this program so it, it's certainly uh, all sorts of different things um, probably come up in your conversations with these businesses looking to get a leg up or looking to, to get, get started even. Um, mm -hmm. Can you just go over some of the services that MBAC offers to its clients? Sure. Um, I guess the best way to put it is we're kind of generalists uh, okay. in our office. Um, we all have our certain area of expertise, but most people come to us for just any business topic or, or um, item that they may have of concern. Uh, we can help with their management structure and uh, the, again like you mentioned getting registered with the uh, with the state uh, to have a legitimate business organization mm -hmm. to get vendors licensed um, to uh, make sure that they have their taxes set up properly uh, the infrastructure of the business and we also can help them with their marketing plans and strategies we, we can assist them with business plans 
Um, we have uh, the capability. We're, we're split up into two different groups within the MBAC program. Okay. Uh, we have someone who focuses on construction-related fields, and then we have someone who focuses on goods and services. In both cases, we're helping them with their certification, access to capital, um, just trying to remove the barriers that they may have to advance and grow their business, um, but then also to work with them directly to find opportunities. Um, so one example of that would be uh, David Lytell, who's our construction specialist. Mm -hmm. um, he reviews blueprints and specifications for work throughout the entire state of Ohio. Obviously, he does put a focus on the immediate uh, area, right. the Dayton Metropolitan Service area. Of course. Um, however, he does get uh, the blueprints and specs and maintains them in our plan room um, for the entire state. Um, he can identify uh, opportunities that he is aware of that the companies that, that we know very well um, may want to pursue. He can assist them with bidding and estimating, um, help them to review the uh, the plans, and, and even get copies of them at no additional cost to them. Oh, wow. So that, that's a great asset to have somebody who's that involved, you know, statewide that's right here in Dayton to, like you said, plug some folks into different potential projects sure. where they might not have known about them before. Sure. So um, that's fantastic. Um, so if you could just give me a quick overview, how has 2016 been for MBAC? This, you know, we're coming to the end of the close of the year. How have you guys uh, been doing? What's been some big things that you've accomplished or what, what's, what's been going on? Sure. Well, annually we do um, a, a few signature events. Mm -hmm. um, most notably is our Minority and Women's Entrepreneurship Conference that occurs in the third, on the third week of June okay. um, every year. Um, we had that. It was another successful event. I believe this is our fourth year for it being both minority and women. In the past, it's been a women's only event. Okay. Um, but we've expanded that in the, in the past couple of years. So again, that was a successful event for us. Uh, it gives us an opportunity to talk about our services, to, to build awareness for the programs, and then to, to um, create an environment in which the entrepreneurs can, can link up and network with each other, mm -hmm. um, just discuss some common experiences. Um, that's a full day event. Um, we've also had our uh, small business opportunity forums, which is where we are directly linking uh, the business owners with op specific opportunities. Um, we do one in the spring uh, for the airport, um, out of, and it's actually held at the airport. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we also uh, just finished uh, the one that we do with the various city departments where they're discussing their fiscal year uh, spending, um, major projects that are coming up, and any requirements that may be related to it. The whole intent with these with these outreach or signature events is to um, make sure that the businesses are aware, number mm -hmm. one, uh, of the services that are being offered. Number two, to make sure that they are linked up directly with the decision makers around these projects and they are aware of the requirements for them so that they can prepare and have a successful year in the following year. Gotcha. Um, that would include getting properly certified, which mm -hmm. we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that yeah. uh, as well, uh, but making sure that they're certified and uh, on the the, the necessary lists uh, to be included in some some of these projects as well. Fantastic. Well, I'm glad that we're connecting them. Certainly, we like to be the beneficiaries of, of the skill and the talent that's here, and those are two great opportunities for the airport and then for the city as a whole uh, to connect with some of that talent and, and those services. Well, since you mentioned it, let's go ahead and talk about some of those certifications sure. and those different programs. So a lot of the work you do seems to be this certifying uh, businesses that lets them compete in the Dayton and, and like we were men mentioning Ohio and even larger regional markets. Um, can you just explain maybe a few of these and maybe the purpose they serve for the local economy specifically? Sure. 
for the most part, um, all of these programs uh, have some sort of reference to either a, a social or economic disadvantage. Mm -hmm. um, and, and what we're really trying to do is just kind of level the playing field uh, for some of these these firms. Um, sometimes it's a misconception that that, that there it creates an unfair advantage for businesses. But what we're talking to talking about typically is just a fraction of the opportunities that are, that are out there. The city of Dayton does not set aside 100% of a contract for a, a, a business that's either socially or economically disadvantaged. Usually what we are, are promoting is the utilization of, of these firms that are historically underutilized um, and supported through our disparity studies, which again, we can talk about that as well. Sure. Um, but uh, we break up the certification programs in the, in the three uh, basic areas. Um, one is on the federal level. So on the federal level, there's the HUD Section 3 program and the DBE, or Disadvantaged Business Enterprise program, and those are administered here locally. Okay. So the HUD Section 3 program we administer um, here, there's some county programs and other uh, jurisdictions that, that have the same program as well. Uh, but we do the certification and then uh, we make sure that they're, we are compliant on our projects in terms of meeting the participation goals that HUD sec sets on all of its projects. Gotcha. Um, DBE uh, is a federal program administered uh, through the state's Ohio Department of Transportation. Um, we are a certifying agent here locally for the DBE program. Um, the DBE uh, office in ODOT sets most of their uh, project goals, but we also work with the airport for some of the other projects that they may have that don't run through through ODOT that may come through you know, FAA or FTA or some of these other acronyms that are out mm -hmm, there for, right. for federal organizations. Yeah. Um, but whenever public dollars are being spent and some of the funding is coming from these federal offices, usually there's a participation goal for these socially or economically disadvantaged businesses. So we, we oversee that. Um, on the state level, there's the MBE and the EDGE program. The MBE program stands for Minority Business Enterprise, and that is a racially um, uh, uh, disadvantaged program. So if you are African American, Asian, Hispanic, uh, Pacific Islander or Native American, you are eligible for participation in these programs. Now, on the state level, there is a set-aside program where the state has, has, has by ordinance or by law, uh, sets aside 15% of its spending for these disadvantaged businesses. Okay. Um, the EDGE program differs a little bit, that the EDGE program is for economically disadvantaged businesses. Um, there are some requirements associated with being involved in that program in terms of personal net worth and whatnot. Gotcha. Um, but then on the local level, there's this, the City of Dayton PET program. Okay. It stands Tell for Procurement that. Enhancement Program. Okay. Uh, all businesses that get involved in the PET program are small businesses, so it's a little bit wider than what we think of in terms of some of the racial and uh, the economic issues. Mm -hmm. um, you have to uh, first prove by according to SBA standards, or Small Business Administration standards, mm -hmm. that you are a small business enterprise. And then we look at the owner's personal net worth to make sure that they are below 750000 in personal net worth. And then we'll look at the general revenues of the business as well to make sure they're within certain thresholds. Um, once they are determined to be a small business, then they can request additional categories as a minority-owned firm, a woman-owned firm, or even a Dayton local small business, meaning they're operating and they have principal offices within the city of Dayton limits. Okay, fantastic. And it sounds like you've got your plate full with, uh, again, all three of those levels, but all things that potentially somebody could take advantage of multiple of those, it seems Correct. like? Correct. Yes, they can, certainly. Okay. 
And yep. we do encourage uh, that, you know, they get all the certifications that they're eligible for mm-hmm. and are going to compete for projects under. Sure. Um, and, and then our office has the ability, you give us one set of paperwork and we can assist you with making sure that that paperwork is applied to all the different applications. We try to be a one-stop shop yeah. and, and reduce some of the burden on the uh, business owners. Definitely. Well, I'm sure that your clients appreciate sure. that. Um, you mentioned it briefly. Can you just talk a little bit about the disparity studies that um, kind of give the, the, the credence to some of these programs and, and really shore up the idea that these are these are valuable and that they are providing uh, assets and, and worthwhile um, fuel to what's going on in the city with local economies and sure so so our, our local disparity study is for the Dayton Metropolitan Service area mm-hmm. um, and what, we, what they did was in uh, 2008 they, they looked at um, the contracts that were being awarded and the companies that were bidding on these contracts to determine whether or not there was actually disparity and if there was where was it occurring was it because of race economics so on and so forth mm-hmm. from that it was determined um, that for over the next 10-year period there were certain goals that the city needed to achieve in, t- in order to make sure that we were not um, having this, this disparity or allowing this disparity to continue to occur within our contracting. Mm-hmm. Um, so we set those those goals on an aspirational level, meaning over a 10-year time period. Okay. Um, but then we break those down to annual goals that we like to achieve, and then we look at each project specific and to, to determine whether or not there are the number of available firms, meaning the firms with the c- capability to compete for these projects mm-hmm. and complete these projects are there, and then also to make sure that those firms are willing to bid on the work right. as well. Um, so we look at that and we set the goals, um, and that really does uh, form the ordinances that we have around the PET program. It helps to support the, the participation goals that we are setting on each project and how it affects our bidding process. Gotcha. Um, you brought it up very briefly, and, and certainly the disparity study feeds into this next question and, and addresses it a little bit, but just um, to kind of uh, come full circle, you mentioned that some people might um, be critical of some of these programs, um, this, the, the types of assistance services that you all offer with MBAC and, and through the, the state and even the federal level, that these tax-funded services may favor certain businesses and give an unfair advantage mm-hmm. um, based on criteria outside of the product or service itself. What, what's your answer to those critics and, and when they bring up that complaint? What, how do you address that? Well, the first thing I say is, well, if it's an unfair advantage. Um, these businesses are disadvantaged to start with. Right. So what we're trying to do is, is prop up those businesses and give them an opportunity to compete on a fair level with everyone else. Most of these these contracts that we're talking about, it's a percentage of the contract. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll just say 10% as an example. Mm-hmm. So if there's a, a $100,000 contract that comes out from the city of Dayton and there's a 10% goal att- attached to that, that means that only 10% of that contract is what we are, are looking for to have spent with these these firms. Mm-hmm. There's another 90% out there. Right. So to say that we're giving an advantage to a company by giving them a fraction or not, we're not giving them the fraction. The prime contractor is is including them in their bid mm-hmm. and utilizing them on the project for, for a fraction of the project, I don't think would be accurate. Gotcha. I think it's a, it's a level playing field and, and in a perfect world, the programs don't need to exist because right. these firms are being utilized on a regular basis based on their ability and their capacity to do the work. Right. It's that it's that initial start where you're where you're looking to uh, 
run yourself out of business in a right. sense, right? Yeah, you, sure. you're, and and, and that goes to a lot of things that the city does. And ideally, we become so successful that right. there's no need for the services anymore. And, and at the end of the day, it's important to note, too, that the city, as well as the state, they, they follow a, a competitive bid process as well. Mm -hmm. So firms still need to provide you know, a good value uh, to the city or to the, to the taxpayers, right. I guess would be the best way yeah, to put it. Yeah, that's the end user, sure. Sure. So we're still looking at some of the normal factors of, of you know, the, the bids that they're making in terms of what's the lowest bid. Um, and we're also looking at whether or not they're the best bidders, uh, so on and so forth. So it's not just a simple, you know, what's the status of your firm. Right. The other rules still apply. Gotcha. Gotcha. So if somebody's listening to this, Roshan, and uh, they, they fall into this category where they might uh, be able to be certified or they want to learn more about MBAC or what the HRC does with businesses, where can they find some more information? Sure. I'll give you two websites that they can go to. Perfect. Um, the first is the HRC's website, mm -hmm. which is simply DaytonHRC.org. Okay. That gives you general information and then you can drill down to the specifics of the various programs of the HRC at that website. Mm -hmm. um, if you're specifically interested in the Minority Business Assistance Center or the services that we provide to small businesses, you can go to Dayton MBAC, which stands for MBAC or Minority Business Assistance Center dot org. Org. Perfect. Well, you heard it there, folks. Uh, make sure you check those out. Uh, Roshan, I appreciate it so much you joining us today. Um, I'm sure we'll have you back on to talk about some of these programs in the future. Um, folks, thanks for listening. Uh, to learn more, again, th those websites uh, about the Human Relations Council and the Minority Business Assistance Center, visit DaytonHRC.org and DaytonMBAC.org. Thanks for listening to Birthplace of Next, a publication of the City of Dayton's Office of Communication and Public Affairs. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss the latest news about business, technology, and development in Dayton. If you have questions or feedback for us, email cityhall at daytonohio.gov.